Jersey Judah Red Pill Party Podcast, 11.23 a.m. Am I, I'm just about halfway. Am I halfway technically? Well, I think 12 o'clock would technically be halfway. I didn't, I forgot that this was like nine hour, um, nine hour days. Cause what? 7.15, what? 8.15, Yeah. Four hour shift, but hey, man, first day of the summer, first day of summer work, 7.15 to 4.30. It's almost 11.30 now, and we are back once again. All right, so round of applause, man. Round of applause. Wait, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. What's going on now? Hold up. Bluetooth audio. Bluetooth audio. Okay, so like I was saying, first day of summer, still doing the damn thing. We starting this shit off, first 30 minutes of the podcast, and then I will continue as the day has ended. We're back. We bike. We bike. We bike. We bike. Okay. Uh, I got a little topic. We might we might keep this topic going for for the remainder of the day. For me, this episode is going to be the equivalent of the remainder of the day. Uh, by the time I finish this episode, I'm going to assume that it will be six thirty, maybe seven. We're going to have a lot of things to talk about, but as I always talk about, the introduction in these episodes are usually on point, and I wanted to start off with a question, a question that I would ask, a question that I'm going to ask more red pill aware men. What would you tell your younger self 10 years ago? What would you tell your younger self 10 years ago? What, what would I tell a 23 year old version of myself? What would I tell myself from 10 years ago? Hmm. It made me wonder just from living, bro, like you, when you live a good, a good amount of times, like when it comes to the red pill, it's just that most guys who understand this shit, they're not complaining about not being with women. That's not the complaint. The complaints come from the experiences and the bullshit that you had to deal with just to get some mediocre vag or just to deal with a bitch with a funky ass attitude. Beautiful smile, funky-ass attitude. Nothing worse than that. And maybe you, your younger self, would have definitely handled things differently, but now you're on a better path, hopefully, through self-development, the red pill, understanding the harsh realities, nature of women, not hating women, but understanding women, and being indifferent. I think back to when I was 23. 23 and 24, actually. I believe during those times, actually coming up to 2023 will be like 10 years from, I would say during those times, it was really just fun years. Like it wasn't, 
I should have been working during those times. I just wasn't. There was a lot of things that I should have been doing that I just wasn't doing. You know what I mean? There was a lot of shit that I should have been doing that I just didn't do. But, you know, during those times, you know, there was a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of good times, but I didn't really learn. I learned more today from those moments than I did at the time. At the time, I was just having fun. But see, that's the reason why these type of questions and subjects will get brought up. Think of what you know now. Think about how that could benefit you 10 years ago, but also think. Don't think too far ahead, but think in the present. But a lot of times we need to go back to understand where we're going. To truly know our navigation. So, you know, 10 years ago, we were talking about what? 2000, 2012, 2013. I was my younger self, of course, a lot more immature, even though I haven't really changed much on that department. You know, I'll still cut the fuck up when necessary. That's just how I do things. But for the most part, it's been for me the learning experiences of really understanding the things that I went through, how I dealt with those situations, and what can I do to better myself later on. This is the reason why these type of exercises are helpful. You know, what would you tell yourself 10 years ago? Well, if I had an opportunity to run into myself 10 years ago, today, I would tell myself 10 years ago to not give a shit about these women. The first thing I would say is the first, the very first thing I would tell myself is don't put too much time, attention, and effort into these women. A lot of guys would say something different. A lot of guys would have been more social if they had a chance to go back 10 years ago. Be more social, be more interactive, be more friendly. A lot of a lot of men will tell themselves 10 years ago different things. For me, it's stop pedestalizing bitches. Stop giving these bitches high praises. Focus on yourself. Focus on your next move instead of the next person's move. I would also tell myself... To handle, handle criticism accordingly. So a lot of people, they'll criticize you because they're actually trying, they actually see potential in you. Now, it doesn't mean you got to be their potential, but they actually see something in you. So when they're telling you to do certain things, they're actually speaking from, they're actually speaking from like consideration, a person that wants to see you do successful. Other people that they'll see you doing something good. And they'll still critique you because they don't got shit going themselves. And they want to see the next person just just as miserable and as fucking uh, hopeless and as helpless as those people. You can't deal with those people. And that, that'll be another thing I would tell myself 10 years ago. Watch the company you keep. Watch the people around you. you sometimes we have to take chances Sometimes we have to take the time to really 
like evaluate the people around us, the people there's so many people that will come around you at certain times of your life that you won't even realize you won't, you won't understand it until years later. Oh, you didn't start making friends until you made this much money until you had this car. Then you know what that friendship is based on. It's nothing based. It's nothing concrete friendships today. Uh, unless they're long-term friendships, like friends that you knew from school, there's not really solid ground. There's no foundation to the friendship. It's just, Oh, this nigga has money. This nigga parties. He's around women. I can be around that. Then if you don't, you know, if you don't pay attention, you'll find yourself in hard times. And all those people that you call friends are not around. See, I learned that later on in life. So I would tell myself 10 years ago to prepare for that. I would tell myself 10 years ago to if, to, to pretty much be comfortable in your own company. I didn't have a problem with being by myself. It was just consciously, I felt that, you know, hey, maybe I should go out there and mix things up. That's how I was young when I was younger. And it was very beneficial because I met a lot of generous and a lot of kind and considerate people along the way. But I, I don't have that attitude today. You see what I mean? And the reason I don't have that attitude is because I put that time, focus, and effort and energy into that years prior. And a lot of people who I've met along the lines of doing that and being around these people, you know, it really wasn't, how can I say it? It really isn't as, it isn't as people say it is, you know, to have, to have just a lot of friends. But it's at, at the same time, it's like it's friends that it's people that, you know, or it's people that you're friendly with, but they're not really your friends. But you kind of don't pay attention to it right away. When you look past when you think about your past five years, how many people you had around you? A lot of people will say the opposite of what they have today, meaning someone's social circle doesn't drastically change like that, especially with men. Women, women are catty. So women will circulate around one another even people they dislike guys like people like me if if i dislike somebody then it's best for me to not deal with them i won't force myself into a conversation i won't force myself into an interaction with people i i i i i feed off of energy you see what i mean if someone has positive energy okay those are the people that i want to link up with Unfortunately, today, there's not really a lot of that. And, and I'm speaking from experience because I wouldn't be considered the most positive person either. It's just today I'm more aware of that and I'm, I'm doing the steps that is necessary in order to change it. it. That shit doesn't happen overnight. That's why I gave the analogy of like what the 10 years ago, what would you say to your younger self? What would be the jewels and what would be the, the advice that you've learned from today that would better yourself previously? Like I said, this is just a basic exercise. It's something that will get you to think. You know, a lot of people don't really get a chance to really sit back and go, well, if I didn't have such and such, where would I be? Or if I didn't have this amount of money, then where would I be? Or... If you be, if you're successful today, think about how you were previously when you weren't successful. 
a lot of people, believe it or not, were more happier when they were least successful. Why? Because they didn't have the stress. And a lot, I think a lot of men today, they kind of unplugged and disconnected from the expectations of what we're supposed to be. If you're happy with who you are and how you are, then, then, then be that, but don't expect other people to be happy for you. That's one of the things that I've learned in life. When I was miserable, I had people around me. When I was miserable, I didn't have money, didn't, wasn't doing shit. People were constantly around me. When I started making money and started bettering myself, I noticed a lot of those people were no longer around. And it gave me sort of the impression that, well, maybe these people were just around me to see me fail. Now that I'm doing something productive, now I'm actually making moves and making shit happen. Well, these people aren't really big fans of that. And it's like, damn, y'all just want to see me fuck up. Y'all niggas ain't trying to see a nigga win at all. Now I get it. Now I understand it. So now I got to act accordingly. You know what I'm saying? Now I got to act accordingly. So with me today, it's not even about being a loner per se. Cause like, I don't, it's not that I prefer compared to what I have around me. I prefer to be alone. I'll put it to you like that compared to what I have around me. Meaning I don't have like people, people are fickle. And I know that, you know what I mean? They like you one minute, they dislike you the next. So with me, I don't even have a targeted audience. I, I would assume that the, the people who listen to this are mostly men who understand what I'm talking about with the red pill awareness and the perspective. But other than that, dude, like it, I'm just a regular motherfucker. Like I'm I'm at the job. <laughs> you know I'm saying I'm on my break. I'm taking my 30 minute break and, and deciding, hey, I'll uh, spend my 30 minutes doing something productive, something that I want to do. When I first got here, I figured this shit was going to suck. But I noticed my my coworkers in today. So I get along with him. We're pretty much emptying out classrooms, moving desks, moving tables, file cabinets, boxes, shit like that, moving it into the hallway. And I actually I kind of missed these hours, but I don't. It's hard to explain. Like I slept good last night. It was just waking up and realizing, damn, it's already a summer. So my body, I have to get used to now going home, going home at 4.30, finishing the recording. And well, I'll probably finish the recording, but there'll be a good chance that I'll start another one because what I'll start doing is I'll start recording at night and then upload those episodes tomorrow morning and then just continue on with that pattern. You know what I mean? But I almost forgot, like, I was I was doing these hours during spring break, but I was doing seven to three. The extra hour, I don't really care. I'll take it because, like I said, we have Fridays off and we still get we still get the full day. So that's a benefit right from the job already coming through for the summertime. So, like I said, my goal right now is to stack up. Um, I think the first of July, I'll get, uh, four vacation days. I'm going to check out Indiana, which, which is actually going to be perfect. Cause I'm about to tell my boy right now that I have all Fridays. 
So if I take my vacation day, say start Monday, Monday until Thursday, I can at least head out that way um, Friday morning. If that Friday morning be out there by like Friday, late Friday afternoon. But I just want to see things, see, see something different. And if it's somewhere that I can jail with, and if it's an environment that I can kind of like be incognito in, I'm definitely stationing out in Indiana. I've been trying to get as far away from Jersey as possible since I was like 12. Never liked Jersey. I mean, I, I've learned to appreciate Jersey, but I think that's something that most people that live in their state, they kind of learn to do. It's not that you like it, but you don't necessarily... I don't hate Jersey. I just feel that Jersey is too ordinary for me. Jersey's a little too ordinary. And then if you catch yourself in a pocket or a small corner in Jersey, you'll feel that that's the only part of Jersey you know. Uh, I've been in many parts of Jersey, and it's all generally the same. A suburban rural area is just the same. You can go to... Like, I've went into different towns and said, hey, this looks like such and such. This looks like such and such. It's all the same. So, like, I'm ready to fucking see something different in the world. You know what I mean? But anyway, like, that's just a question I wanted to ask. To start off this first part of the recording. I'm not trying to do so many parts. So that's the reason why I'm doing 20 minutes now. And the next time I'll be recording or the next time you guys will hear from me, it will probably be 435, 440, possibly five o'clock. And I plan on doing an hour and a half or an additional two hours. So this might be a lengthy episode. This might be something a little bit meaty. Pause. But for now, I think I'm going to get ready to go back in here and see what else I have to do. And we got a couple more rooms, put in these humidifiers. And yeah, I will catch you guys on the flippity flop. Be right back. All right, so we bike. We back, man. Five o'clock was actually um, 4.59 as we speak. Close to five o'clock. It's five o'clock. And um, yeah, I'm going to continue this episode off. We're only 18 minutes in. And I asked the question of what would you tell your old self 10 years ago? But enough of that. A couple of things I do want to go through. I have on YouTube should be under watch later. Maybe. No. Oh boy. This is, this is going to be a treat. <laughs> Uh, we might, did I hit like, is it on there? Uh, yeah, we could, we could, we could. Trisha Zed with his, uh, how he became red pill. We might go through that. Let me go through my history just in case. I thought I had saved this video, but I did not apparently. Um, yeah. Okay. That's what we'll do. We'll go check out Chisha Zed on how did he become Red Pill? How about that? Turn this down just in case. And I did that just in time. Uh, StreamYard. That's cool. Skip. Skip. <laughs>
Yo, what's up, YouTube? My name is Sisha Zed, back in here with another video for you guys. So, recently I had a couple of guys who asked me to tell my red pill story, right? My uh, like transformation story, how I went from um, blue pill to red pill. So, I remember, I'm going to start off from middle school, man. In middle school, I didn't deal with women. I didn't deal with girls. I was nervous. Girls didn't really approach me. Whenever I was hanging out with my boys and my friends, women and like girls at that time, they were women, right? They would approach my friends. I was the guy who I would hear a girl come up to me and say, hey, I think your friend is cute. You know <laughs> what I mean? And I just got used to that. And I knew that most women didn't find me attractive. You know what I mean? But at that time, you know, I still had a lot that I was learning as far as like um, life and just integrating myself into like the U.S. A lot of you may not know this, but I was born in Zambia. I was born in Africa. When I first moved here, I had like a deep accent and it wasn't cool to be African when I was younger. So I get all the jokes, you know what I mean? The African booty scratcher jokes or like spirit chucker jokes and one, whatever. But um, I remember during that time, man, it was bad enough that when my boys at the time, like when I was kicking it, like wanted to play ball with them. I didn't really want to talk about girls. They would just talk about nothing but girls. They would show me pictures and like videos of them and women that like girls at that time that they were smashing. I'm talking like real videos, right? I'm talking seventh, sixth grade, eighth grade. That's what, you know, these guys were doing at that time. Fast forward to high school, right? High school, I hit a growth spurt. Ninth grade, um, I grew a little bit taller. I started getting involved in like sports. I started working out a little bit. Around that time, like girls started to notice me, you know? And it was at that time that I first started like being approached by girls. The first girl that approached me was like a <coughs> junior or sophomore, something like that. I was a freshman, right? Straight up, grabbed me and pretty much was like, you're gonna be my boyfriend, okay? And we started dating just like that. You know what I mean? Aggressive GI Joe type alpha woman. You know what I mean? Young, but aggressive. And I remember she was the first white girl I ever dated. You know, that's beside the point. So one thing, man, that I always used to notice and bothered me is whenever I was in situations with like a girl or a girl's attracted to me, she was always the one running the situation. She was always the one running the relationship. And, you know, now looking back, I understand that if you are passive, if you have that beta mindset, you're spewing off that beta energy. A woman, right, she will naturally be in our alpha. Not only that, you attract women who are in that alpha state. So I messed with a lot of alpha women, right? And I would be in most situations kind of in the backseat, getting told what to do, getting told off. I, I strongly do not believe in alpha females. I just figure I have to say that. Um, the reason why is women aren't really hardwired to be alpha. So in my opinion, there's no natural alpha women. There's just guys who may consider themselves alpha who sees the counterpart in the same fashion. But other than that, I really don't believe women can be alphas. Emotional, um, getting emotionally involved, you know what I mean? Begging and crying and trying to work things out with these girls. It was all bad, man. It got so bad to the point where I said, you know what? I don't want to be in any type of relationship. I just want to like date. 
you know, but even then I'll still meet these women and they would still act up. And I didn't know how to get a woman to go like be under my program. You know what I mean? To respect me, for example, yeah, respect me. That's the word we're looking for. So I ended up moving out of my parents' house and I met this girl who I was taking it really slow with and she was cool. You know, I like kicking it with her. We'd have a good time. And it got to a point where I was like, man, I'm really thinking of making this girl my girlfriend. At that time, mind you, I hadn't had a girlfriend in a long time. I remember my boy, my best friend, he was telling me like, yo, man, chill. Like, take it easy. Before you make this girl your girl, like your official girl, your main, make sure that you look through her phone. You know, that's some real beta male game right there. Don't, don't do that. You know what I mean? But you know, because you go looking for stuff, most likely you're going to find it. And I remember, I I don't believe in that either. I just have to disagree. I mean, you can look for things if you expect it. Don't just look for things blindly because then you'll find things you don't want to find. If you suspect, if you expect, if you suspect your girl cheating, all right, if the bitch has all the rights, if you let a woman go through your phone, I, there's nothing I can really tell you. But if you suspect the bitch of doing something, it's best that you get to the bottom of it than just to pretend ignorance is bliss because you're going to be the only one that's fucked over at the end. Trust me. I didn't know how I was going to look through her phone. But one time I used to go to I used to go to her place and stuff and like kick it over there. She had her own spot. You know, I liked that about her. I had my own apartment, too, but I had like a roommate and she was a lot older than me. But I went to her spot and she would ask me like, hey. When are we going to make this serious? When are we going to have a relationship? When are we going to take this to the next step? And I told her, well, I need more time. Let's wait and see. I need more time. And I thought I was at the point where I could re- literally take things to the next level. What ended up happening was when my boy told me to check her phone, she was gone. And at work, I, I couldn't, you know, look through her phone because she was at work, right? And I noticed that her iPad would get notifications from her phone. And one more backstory. I should have mentioned this before is she had a guy best friend. And I remember telling you know, right? I was at least gamed up enough to tell her that, hey, if me and you're going to make this thing serious, you're going to have to cut off that dude. Like, I'm not with the guy best friends. You know what I mean? There's no such thing as guy best friends. You got, And that shit wasn't going... That, that wasn't destined to happen. Because, like, look at it this way, right? A woman, like, for you as a guy to just come across the woman, y'all get to know each other and she has a guy best friend. You should have known that from the jump and you can't expect her to just drop her friend because you want to be with her. I know that sounds fucked up, but yeah, you, you, you don't got that much game brother, but everybody learns. You know what I'm saying? If I hang out with a chick and her best friend's a guy, if he's not gay, I'm not going to talk to her like that. Cause I won't even, I wouldn't even allow myself to pretend that that's what it is. And the double standard about it is, a woman will just say you're insecure. But if what if your what if your best friend as a man is a woman? I guarantee you, she ain't gonna be feeling that one bit. Cause and I think with women, it's a thing where women are very invasive at times. So if my best friend was a chick, and I also had a girlfriend and I had problems with my girlfriend, who's going to be the one person that wants to know about my problems? The female best friend. 
she's not going to really give good advice. She's only going to speak from her perspective. But I think women essentially know one another to a point of, well, if this guy has a best friend that looks like her, if it's an attractive woman, that woman's going to be insecure off top. She's going to be, she's going to think that I'm fucking the girl off top, right? It's just like what these bitches do. You hear about these bitches. They say they got quote unquote play cousins. Oh, that's my cousin. Yeah. The cousin you fucking on the side, huh? That's how these bitches get down, man. Shit is crazy out here, man. Crazy. I should know that if you're dating, do not, I repeat, do not fall for the guy best friend. Do not get into that situation. Anyways, she said, I'm not going to cut him off. You know, he's my best friend. He's been with me and she had a connection to him. That should have been my first sign to know. What a surprise. Um, history. But I'm looking through her phone and she told me they're just friends and whatever. So um, I look through her phone. I see a couple other messages and I see his name. I click on it. You know, and just to just to remind you that day, I was going to ask her if she wanted to, you know, take this to the next level and really like make her my girl. Right. I click on that. Boom. Straight up. Dick pic. Wow. Straight up. Penis. She from her best friend. Mm, best friend. huh? I remember sitting there like. What the hell is this? I was, I was tripping out, you know what I mean? High key, high key, because I couldn't believe how close I was to taking things to the next level. And if my boy didn't tell me to check that phone that night, I would have taken things to the next level. Who knows, she might've gotten on the phone and I deleted that shit and I wouldn't have been able to see it. But I see that and I am devastated, bro. Devastated, bro. I don't know what to do. I can't even like call my friend back. I'm devastated. I didn't even think I liked that girl that much. But when I saw that picture, I was shocked. So I'm over at the house pacing and I text him. Boy, you won't believe what I found. He says, call me. I call him. I tell him, yo, your <coughs> phone, bro. I see dick pic in your phone. Yeah. Yeah. He says, oh, for real? Yeah. Says, yeah. Mm. And so basically he tells me, well, bro, take it easy. Don't text her. Don't call her. That was some game right there. You know what I mean? Remain centered. He says, wait for her till she gets back and then bring it up. I said, all right, cool. She came back. I brought it up and we had a conversation. She tried to deny it at first. And then I grabbed her phone and went and showed it to her. It's just funny, man. But um, after I showed it to her, she then looks at it. He starts apologizing, says she's sorry, such and such, such and such. I'm surprised he might not be saying the story correctly. Because generally speaking, the first thing the bitch is going to say is, what are you doing going through my phone? That's going to be the first thing. That's She's going to try to create an argument off of you finding some slick shit that she was doing on her phone. That's the first thing she's going to do before she owns up to anything. And even when she owns up to it, she's only owning up to it because you caught it. See what I mean? This shit is crazy, man. Mm-mm-mm. Shit is crazy out here, man. And what do I do? I'm just like shocked. I go home, right? I go to my computer and I type in why women cheat. And AMS pops up. Yep. AMS pops up. I can't tell you the first video I watched by AMS, but... That was the beginning 
of my red pill journey, right? And since then, I have completely changed as a person. The things I've learned, you know what I mean? How to be a man, how to not get so emotionally attached um, to a woman that when something like that happens, your whole world is crumbling down. Overall, what I learned from that experience was that as a man, you should be prepared for whatever. You know, I took the red pill. I realized that life is not a fantasy. Fucking ads, yo. Fuck TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Took the red pill. I realized that life is not a fantasy. You know, I still at that point looked at her like, wow, maybe this girl might be the one. You know, we may work things out, whatever. And that was a pill that I needed to take, that bitter pill, which is why we call it the red pill, right? And after that, I went and understood that red pill to like the core. I mean, I understood it. I get it. I understand the red pill, man. I understand this shit. I understood the red pill enough that after I read it for myself, um, about two months later, after watching literally all of AMS's videos, subscribing to his Patreon, finding out about the Black Manosphere, not only that, man, I listened to like The Secrets Guy. Um, I even went and listened to, I think, Rom Wills. Um, a lot of people may not know him yet, but um, I went and I red pilled my best friend. Now he understands this shit to the core. And my other really good friend, best friend, I um, red pilled him as well. And here we are. Here I am. You know what I mean? Putting my purpose first in life. The red pill was the best thing that ever happened to me, man. It taught me that as a man, your purpose on this earth cannot be women. You know, the media does a really good job at indoctrinating young men to thinking that love is your ultimate goal as a man. And that's very dangerous. Well, you know, from the beginning of time, Love has always been advertised. It's advertised from a perspective of women towards men. So, for example, um, Valentine's Day, right? What does a man get on Valentine's Day besides pussy? That's if that's either if he's in a relationship already. But then again, if you're in a relationship already, you're not celebrating getting ass like that, respectfully. Especially if it's the same bitch you've been with, I don't know, two and a half, three fucking years. You see what I mean? Valentine's Day is, it is like the sole indoctrination of two things. The haves and the have-nots. <laughs> it's, all, it's all like the dating, the dating market's the same thing. It's Darwinism on steroids. It's survival of the fittest. Right? It's like the um, it's like the jungle analogy. You know what I'm saying? If you got one dominant, if you got like say, if you just have like a shitload of lions, bro, and you only had like five dominant like alpha male lions, <coughs> and you had like fifteen to twenty females, those fifteen to twenty females are only going to aim for the alpha male lions. The other ones that are cast aside, they pick up the pieces. They pick up the scraps. Some of them don't pick up at all. That's one of the harsh realities that a lot of niggas got to learn. Sometimes you in the driver's seat. Sometimes you in, you, you riding bitch. Sometimes you in the back seat trying to find your way 
and find your navigation to get behind the wheel. But only those who really understand this shit's going to pay attention to what I just said. And I like, I understand the red pill from all forms. I'm not, I'm not with the black manosphere shit. I'm not with the white manosphere shit. I'm with the manosphere. You feel me? I'm not, I'm not really with all that, that red, black, and green banging shit. I don't do all that shit. A lot of niggas I don't get along with. A lot of white people I would look at a lot of white a lot of white folks is 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 uh, family members. To be honest with you, there's a lot of insightful shit that I've learned specifically from them. It wasn't no direct. Um, uh, it wasn't a pamphlet I, I read. It wasn't a book I read. It was no shit like that. That's retarded. I'll do that. You know, and people who do literature, like I said, I'm writing a book. But it ain't it ain't directly it ain't specifically red pill dealing with bitches. It's dealing with yourself and dealing with the problems you have and ways that you can solve it. Like I say time and time again, a lot of people find their 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 solutions from outward, or they believe that they found their solutions outward. When a lot of time the conflict within has to be dealt from from within shouldn't have to have or you shouldn't you shouldn't depend on so many outside resources to deal with the problems that you have and i think the problem with a lot of relationships is bitches bring their problems from other relationships and other marriages even onto the next guy it's emotional baggage And, and and it just piles up every relationship every conflict every argument every uh traumatic experience that she has the next man deals with those consequences. That's not your purpose in life, is to love another um, woman. It's not your purpose. Now, love is a good thing, and you should find a woman who you can love if that's your goal. We're not talking about falling in love here. We're talking about loving somebody, right? But that person cannot be the sole purpose of your life. You have to have something um, other than that, right? A woman is supposed to add to your happiness, not be your happiness. A lot of guys out here, you know, they're desperate. They're in that fantasy. Simping. They don't understand that as a man, they need to be happy, independent Cook. of the women in their lives. Cook. And they don't see the importance and they need that experience that I had. I am more confident now. I am happier now. I'm more at peace. The red pill was good to me, man. It made sense. Focus on yourself. Improve yourself. Right? I'm not afraid to do the work. It was the best thing that ever happened. I'm just one of the best things, hands down. But it's only... A- I'll be honest. Like, and once again, I'll just be honest with you guys. The red pill was not the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, there's a couple of things in life that I would say that were by far within the top five of best things that happened to me in life. One was, you know, teaching myself how to make music. And then the second thing was skateboarding. Red pill probably falls all the way at like number five. And the only reason why I say this is, 
it was shit that I already knew. <clears throat> the red pill isn't much. It's nothing really special. And I'm not saying that as a bad thing. It's very simple. The concept, it, the concept becomes a lifestyle if you choose to take it that route. People get mad <clears throat> when guys go their own way. <clears throat> when men go their own way for a while. <clears throat> meet a woman, right? Meet the woman, then decide to get married or then decide to, to get into a relationship. All the guys say, well, you're a sellout. You're going back to the plantation. And let's be honest, I'm not shaming nobody, but a lot of those niggas who talk like this, they don't get pussy, bro. They never been near it. They never they never generally been approached by women, but most men never been approached by women. Only only a few of us. Why do bitches approach us? I don't fucking know. I tell a bitch I ain't shit. So I don't give a fuck what expectations you have of me, bitch. I'm a I'm I'm my own. I'm, I'm my biggest critic, so you can't be a bigger critic than me, especially when it comes to me. Fuck you talking about? That's why I like to break bitches down and, and in a sense of telling them that they're nothing special. Like, it has to be a way that a man establishes a relationship today because it's the only way it will last. If a woman knows that you can leave, she'll want you to stay. If she knows that you are completely 100% aligned to her and not going anywhere, she's going to lose interest, dog. That's just how the game works, man. Straight up. Good thing if you're willing to adjust your life accordingly. I did a video recently where I said, women aren't the problem, men are. And, you know, guys got in their feelings and they commented in the comment section and disagreed with my approach because probably wasn't bitter enough or it wasn't, um, it didn't hold women accountable. I just don't get some of you guys, man. I just don't get some of you guys who think that you can aspire to be alpha, right? A leader and think that you don't share full responsibility for every situation in your life. When you are, I, I will say this also as well, the red, Red pill is not majority alpha males. I hate to say this. Like, guys will say, yeah, I'm more alpha, but they're not really alpha males. It, they're sigma males at best. Unless you're Donovan Sharp. Sigma males don't exist if you're Donovan Sharp. Forgot about that. But they're, they're sigma males at best, dude. Like, most guys, <clears throat> they get a little red pill knowledge. They try to go back out there in the dating world or they do some self, they do some self-improvement, not self-development. They do some self-improvement, get a little muscle. You feel me? Get on a better diet, go back to the dating world, smash a couple bitches, call themselves PUAs, call themselves alpha males. And that's the end of the story. <clears throat> a lot of these dudes aren't alpha. Respectfully. I sure as fuck don't care about it. I don't consider myself alpha. I don't consider myself beta. I've been in situations where I've dealt and dwelled within both sides of the spectrum. And only a few people can really understand what I mean when I say that. It's like you people. It's either like you look at it in group think 
So the guy who's in the, you look at it like this, a guy who has a group of friends, he has six friends, right? He's either on the back end, meaning <clears throat> he's like, he's the guy that everybody goes to for something. He's not really, he doesn't have character. He may have money or he may have something that people easily take advantage of him for, right? Then you got like the person who kind of like people go to just to plan shit. Like I was that guy. Niggas hit me up. Yo, what's going down this weekend, et cetera, et cetera. Dumb shit like that. I've been in those situations. I've also been on the back end. I've also been in a lot of beta male. I've definitely had a beta male mentality. And this is a black man, a man nevertheless, but just to be specific, a black man grew up fatherless home, right? Got involved in a lot of retarded shit. You know, I thank the Lord every day that I'm still here. You know? Because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, niggas, niggas was out here going in. Then I was down bad. You know, the red pill for me, like I going back to what I was originally talking about, like the red pill would probably be like number five and in, in things that I true like things that I'm truly grateful for, the red pill comes at number five. Because like I stated in the beginning, like I've I've known a lot of this shit. I just needed that I needed other people to say, Yeah, you're not alone. I needed other people to bring up the same situations, you know what I mean? The same type of fucked up relationships where the guy is the one providing and getting nothing while the woman is getting what she's getting and, and mostly giving her shit up to somebody else. That's that's really, it, that's the dating game. The dating game, the dating culture and hookup culture is one and the same. And I brought this up before, I'm going to bring it up again. A woman will take advantage, will always take advantage of the nice guy, whether he's attractive or not, especially if he's like giving and hella generous and buying the bitch shit. Of course, you're going to take advantage of him. You can't be mad at a bitch either. I mean, you can be later. I mean, you can be in general. It's just you can't hate a bitch for it. She's just getting it the way that she fucking sees it uh, necessary. It's essentially like a man, a man will have to sacrifice everything, sacrifice himself, sacrifice his income, sacrifice his livelihood, sacrifice his job, career, etc., education, etc., for a bitch who at a drop of a hat, just like this, she'll have four or five niggas in her DM. Just like that. Four or five matches on Tinder. Just like that. You know what I mean? My thing is, and and I've been out of the game for so long that I don't even look at relationships as appealing. How could you trust today's women where everything is on social media? Like, how can a guy be in a relationship with a woman who posts every day on Instagram? Pictures of herself what she's doing, if she's in a relationship, why, like, there's a lot of questions that are unanswered from my perspective. Then marriage is like a whole different 
type of hell. It's like a different like it's like Dante's Inferno. Five like nine hundred layers of hell, nigga. Like nine hundred layers of hell, nigga. Shit is crazy out here. Are the boss of your life. When you're a boss, you take all accountability of everything that happens in your business, right? I like to liken my life to like running a business. I can't complain. Why? Because I claim to be right in charge of my life. I take full accountability of my decisions. Even if it wasn't my fault, it's still my responsibility. I'm not going to cry over something that's still my responsibility. I can acknowledge that, hey, maybe someone had a role to play in my life. But at the end of the day, man, take control of your life, man. All right, so there's too many ads for me to finish that. <clears throat> Generally speaking, um, the red pill is becoming oversaturated. Let me just say that right right away. The red pill is becoming oversaturated. And I think it was natural due to certain figures, certain deaths, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels, Certain uh, pickup artists, certain dating coaches, certain actual coaches. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams. You know what I mean? But <clears throat> what ended up happening was in, in, in terms of understanding women, that became too much of a thing. So this is where the PUAs still come in at. This is where the dating and relationship coaches come in at. To me, the red pill is primarily self-development. And yet it involves you understanding the nature of women. But anything beyond that, besides roasting bitches, I don't want nothing to do with it. I got women that I post. I got women that I that I play on here. Who roast bitches. So I don't feel bad roasting bitches myself. Respectfully. I don't really feel that. I don't feel terrible doing that. Um, it's crazy. Because I just realized. Looking at the time. It's like 531. And I'm blown away. Simply because. I'm still getting used to these fucking work hours. For some reason, I thought it was morning time because it's cloudy and it's raining a little bit. And it just reminds me of like early in the morning. The birds are loud, chirping. Sure, y'all niggas can hear that. But I'm going to get into the red pill from my perspective. <coughs> Getting back to what I was saying earlier in the beginning of all this. When I was talking about um, what would I say to myself, my 10 year old self, not 10 year old, my bad. What would I say to myself 10 years ago? If I could, if I could talk to myself in terms of physically giving myself insight to my old 23 year old self, what would that insight be? I mentioned a few things in the beginning. And I might as well dive into that because honestly, 
put my key out. I don't even have to play any videos anymore. I can pretty much explain the rest of this shit easily. Well, for me in the beginning, it was MGTOW. From what I remember listening or what I remember actually seeing, right, in SYSBM, which is uh, Save Yourself Black Man and then Save Your Money Black Man, all this other, um, it more, but first it was MGTOW, and I was seeing videos that had MIG, it just said MGTOW. So me, I'm just fucking retarded. I just want to know what the fuck it means. So I watch, I, I click a video. I forgot what video it was, who it was from. But I knew Sandman. I knew about Sandman probably two weeks later. So it was Sandman, Howard Dare. A YouTube channel that's called MGTOW Universe. And a couple of other guys that were uh, MGTOWs. First, the first people that I listened to within whatever the manosphere is considered. Those were the first like content creators. And during that time, the guys in the MGTOW sector, if you will, they were mentioning red pill this, red pill that. Yeah, don't be a blue pill. I knew what a cuck was, beta. I knew what the fuck that was before. I knew what betas and alphas was before red pill. Like, most people know that shit. You know what I'm saying? It was just more of the delta and all the other shits, the omega and the sigma male and all that other shit. That, I, that's something I didn't know until I until I understood more, you know, with the red pill knowledge and whatnot. A lot of guys, they aim to be, um, you know, super duper, you know, alpha male, you know, Captain America type of guys. And that's cool. You know, if that's your whole, if that's what you want to do, you know, and if you're capable of it, I don't see why the fuck people would hate you for it. It's just, I don't like the, it's not about, it's not about confidence. Everybody, every man is confident. Even a bum is confident. There is something within a bum that he is confident about. You know what I mean? Just like someone who's talented, who's who's extremely talented, who makes a lot of money, you know, being extremely talented. You know what I mean? Like, there's a a lot of people are, are most people are confident. It's either what they do, who they are, how they are, meaning with looks. Some cases, money. But then there's just being a piece of shit, you know, being arrogant. And in the beginning, I guess I was kind of in that position where I was at, I was out of the last relationship and I wasn't, it was kind of difficult to explain. I wasn't upset about the end of this relationship. I was actually relieved, but I was also upset later on because you know, there was bitches. Bitches was trying to fuck with me during the time I was fucking with this dumb bitch. You know, I chose this stupid bitch over numerous bitches. I could have easily smashed. I don't cheat. That's that's my problem. I don't I don't have that. 
I don't really have that venom in me. You feel me? Personally, I would just in a relationship. Or if a bitch is freaky enough, I try to get a threesome. I've had two before. Exceptional experiences. Nothing major. I think I've talked about that on an episode before. Nothing major. Really not. I think pornography is actually bad for that reason. Like, you see... And I notice I'm getting off of a tantrum. I'm going to get back into the red pill shit. Like, if you watch pornography, right, and you see, like, you see a threesome or you see two bitches fuck around, when you watch it, pornography, it's something different because it's like, you know it's fake, but they're actually going in. So it's real, if that makes sense. It's the concept of reality television, except with pussy and, you know, vagina bitches. Naked bitches. But when you watch like a threesome or if you watch a guy, Paul's, go through two bitches, you say to yourself, oh, yeah, man, if I had that opportunity. And then you actually like for guys who are fortunate enough, in some cases, unfortunate enough. I know a lot of people that told me horror, horror stories about fucking with two bitches at once for some reason. But you kind of it's it's kind of different when it's you. See what I mean? Bitches, the one bitch, it was bad. It was good, but it was bad because the bitch that I was with at the time, she wasn't, she was no near, she was not even nowhere near attractive as her friend. And it was her idea to get the friend involved. So really it just started with them two first. You know what I mean? I'm sitting down like a Don, like a G. If y'all niggas watched uh, The Sopranos, when he had the two bitches from Finland or some shit, I think Sweden or Finland, one of them places. You know what I mean? One of them fucking places out in Europe and shit. He had two of them bitches in, in the bed at the motel fucking around and shit. He was sitting down with the cognac and the cigar. Dawn status. But I had a blunt. <clears throat> Then I got in the mix. But when I got into the mix, it was almost too, it was, I was too excited, but I didn't, nothing, you know, nothing of that nature happened. It was just, I was too excited. In a, in a, in a packing out the bitches, the bitch that I was fucking with friend, I was packing her out. She got upset. You know how, I don't even want to finish the story. It pisses me off. But porn, bro, porn ruins it. In a lot of cases, man, porn ruins it. You got a lot of guys too, right? So, and I mentioned this before, I mentioned this dynamic where you take away the possibility of average guys finding average women. You increase, you increase the sexual activity from the average women. You intensify the nature of sex by promoting pretty much pornography to guys who, by the way, aren't fucking, ain't pulling bitches, don't got shit going on. You intensify everything, and then you'll criticize the guy who becomes addicted to porn. You'll criticize the guy. You see where I'm going. I don't want to go too far. Y'all niggas know I'm preaching right now, right? Y'all niggas know I'm preaching right now. And I use the word nigga universally. Shout out to the Hispanic niggas. The Puerto Rican niggas, Dominican niggas, uh, Venezuelan niggas, uh, Peruvian niggas. Uh, did I say Argentinian? If not, 
my bad. Shout out to y'all niggas again, Venezuela. All them. Shout out to the Caucasoid niggas. Y'all know y'all y'all the most niggerish people out there. I've always said this. Whites. <laughs> Whites. Very, very niggerish beings. And see me, I don't I don't I don't participate in racism and like that. Like I don't I don't really give a fuck about it. So I usually like white people to me. To be personally honest with you, it's never, it, it was never, it's never a racial thing. I think it's more of a cultural thing and just how two people who've essentially grew up amongst tension of one another for the past 50, 60 plus fucking years from, from, from our, and when I say our, it can be you and your parents' generation of growing up. <laughs> There's always been racial tension. And you either go along with it, you're either raised a certain way or you're not. I, I, my parents, my mom, my mom would ask me like, "Yo, do you hang out with black people?" Because I've, I'll, I've hang out, I've hung out with just all white people, bro. Most of, most of, uh, most of my teenage years. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't go along with the identity shit. So I don't I don't look for people that necessarily look like me. If they if their brain operates in the same way that my brain operates, then 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 yeah. That I don't go along with the whole identity of of look shit. <clears throat> you know, in some in some ways in the core of it you could say, "Oh, well, you know, you know how certain people go, like, yeah, you know, you're better off with your own and shit like that. I mean, depending on who you are, it really depends on who you are. Some people ain't raised like that. But anyway, and then that fucking bullshit, that threesome talk got me fucking heated. But anyway, you know, when I heard about the red pill, it was through a lot of the MGTOW content creators. So, like, and what, what would be the red pill for me would just be harsh reality. So, like, I never had, I can't bring up a direct moment when I knew, like, oh, this is the red pill. I am now, a f-. no. To me, I think stories like that are kind of, like, cheesy and unrealistic. Because you didn't figure this shit out until recently. It's just it happened at that particular moment. You see what I mean? I think that's the thing with Red Pill. Like, if you if you want to be technical, there's a lot of guys who are technically have been Red Pilled from the beginning. They've questioned the shit that's been going on around them. They were just looking for clarification. That's how I look at it. Now, the whole bitches aspect, yeah. You know, some some guys get carried away with this shit. I don't fucking mind. I don't I don't blame them. Bitches are out of pocket, bro. Bitches are fucking out of pocket. See, that's why with me, just with people in general, I I, I want to stay far away from motherfuckers as possible, bro. Let me keep making money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Stay out of all the bullshit while it's about to rain. You know what I mean? Stay out of all the fuckery. 
and plan my next move. I'm I'm perfectly fine with my whole strategy being just a solo mission. Real shit. I'm like one of the the Vikings and shit that that want to live out in, in farmland that's like you know five thousand feet away from civilization. You feel me? I'm I'm one of those people. Besides, like a certain few of people that I actually build conversation with and actually have general discussion with, I don't give a fuck about small talk. That's how, like, for me, as I gotten older, that's one of the things that I learned as I gotten older. Like with with the red pill, it like I said, it just verified it. Like, yo, if like if I'm if a guy is really going to put his time and effort right. And going out there and saying, hey, you know what? Even though I know bitches are out here fucking guys for nothing, I'm going to try to date a bitch. I can't really have many words to say about that person. That's his decision. There's a lot of people that I considered friends that I can no longer communicate with. Because their their whole way, their whole way of doing things is polar opposite of how I do things. You reach a point, it's like, all right, you get to the next level. Like, your friends shouldn't be that far from you in terms of what they're doing and what plans and activities that they got going on. If a motherfucker's hitting you up 24 7 because they don't got shit going on and you got your own shit going on, that's obviously going to be a conflict. That's obviously going to be a conflict at one point because now you, you become the guy. Who has to build up your homeboys? You gonna build them niggas up, and then they'll build you build a motherfucker up. This can be niggas, bitches. You'll build a bitch up, and she'll forget all about you. <laughs> you build a bitch up, and she out. She moving on to the next. She won't even acknowledge the fact that you actually were the one who provided for the bitch. Sickening. You put, you're the one that, you're the one, you're the reason why the bitch is acting all stuck up. You be that guy. You give the bitch enough momentum so she can push on without you. It's despicable. Can't make this shit up. Okay. You can't make this shit up, all right? We're hour and six minutes in. I'm going to play a couple more because it's already close to 5.50. I figure by six something, we can stop. Then I can go in the house, try to find something to eat. I'm fucking hungry as shit. Play some video games. You know what I mean? Go to sleep because I got to wake up tomorrow at um, 6.15. This morning, I woke up at like 6 o'clock, which was fine. Woke up 15 minutes early. But uh, I didn't I didn't know that uh, I would get so used to these hours already. Apparently, I already slept like seven, eight hours last night. So... Um, yeah. And then I forgot, like, Fridays, I think I did mention this earlier, 
Fridays I have off. So Fridays are going to, I want to do something big Friday. I'm trying to get into this whole uh, Spotify shit. I wanted to do the idea. I mentioned this idea, I think last episode or maybe a couple episodes back. And um, what it was, it was uh, this guy. He had a shirt and tie. I'm not going to do none of that shit, though. But um, he had like a a whiteboard. You know what I mean? He had a whiteboard and a marker and he had this crazy list. And I'm going to do like live videos, but I want to do it like they have the interactive shit with the Spotify shit. So I'm going to try to do that. And I want to do like 30 to 45 minutes of doing that like every day. Not every day, but, you know, two times, three times a week if necessary. But you know what? It is about that time for me. I am a bit, a little tired. So, I think I'm just going to wrap it up. I actually wanted to get more deeper into the red pill, but I think I'm going to do more of that tomorrow. I'm going to dedicate the rest of the week, actually, to the red pill. Because today is already Wednesday, which is crazy. It's already Wednesday. Oh, that's the reason. All right. That's why. Uh, Monday and Tuesday, I worked 12 to 8. So because I worked 12 to 8 Monday and Tuesday, that's why today feels like the beginning of the week. It's really the middle towards the end. And um, I'm happy about that because having Fridays off, still getting paid for that. Is uh that's a good look, especially for the summertime. So, yeah. As I always say, it's another day, and in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace. <laughs>